welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Today I am pleased to present to you a special episode. This special episode is in honor of our 400th regular podcast episode, which occurred yesterday, Monday, October 11th, 2021. This special episode will be the episode of Truth or Consequences, where they reveal who The Walking Man is. The Walking Man was a contest they did on Truth or Consequences, which was a long-running game show, first on radio, then on TV. They played the sound of a man walking, and then they gave clues to help people guess who it might be. Then they called people who had submitted entries, and if you guessed correctly, you won a bunch of prizes, which you will hear today. This lady wins a bunch of prizes. If you remember, there have been several Life of Riley episodes where they talk about truth or consequences and what the identity of the walking man might be. There was also a crossover episode where Riley called into Truth or Consequences on his show and then appeared on Truth or Consequences, which was the show that immediately followed the Life of Riley show. Well, here now is Truth or Consequences, which originally aired on March 6th, 1948. Consequences, the show that does everything on the air, brought to you by Nuz, the soap that does everything in your law. And here's the man who has the whole nation playing guessing games, your Saturday night cut-up, Ralph Truth or Consequences, Edward. party players. Well, Harlow, uh, do you think the walking man will be identified tonight? I don't know, Ralph, but I do know that the housewives have identified does and discovered that right down the wash line does does everything. Oh, you got me, pal. You got me. I knew you'd put that in right off the bat, I which guess. is good, which is good. we sure. got to live. we got to eat. You know that. Sure. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. Li- Did you hear the gifts now? The lineup of the jackpot? Ralph, I've never heard them. Will you please... It, <laughs> you've never heard them? May no. I say them to you? Will you tell listen me to this lifetime of gifts that will be won by one of you listeners who correctly identifies the walking man when we call the winners on the phone. Maybe it'll be tonight. You can't tell. A Bendix home laundry consisting of washer, dryer, and automatic ironer. A deep breath and we go on. A $1,000 diamond and ruby Bulova watch. A brand new four-door Cadillac sedan. A tap and gas kitchen range. A 16-millimeter motion picture sound projector and screen with a print of the Hal Wallace production, I Walk Alone. If this goes on long enough, that picture isn't going to be on. You know that. It's still on. It's a good picture. Plus delivery of the motion picture of the month for one whole year. A two-weeks vacation for two from any place in the United States, the Union Pacific, Sun Valley, Idaho. All expenses paid. A $1,000 J.R. Wood and Sons art-carved diamond ring. An Electrolux vacuum cleaner with all attachments. A 1948 RCA Victor console FM and AM radio phonograph combination and television set all in one cabinet. A Cervell silent gas refrigerator. Artcraft all-metal Venetian blinds throughout your entire home. Sherwin-Williams cover-the-earth trademark paints will paint your house inside and out. A complete wardrobe of women's clothes for every season of the year designed by Faye Foster, consisting of street dresses, beachwear, and play clothes. The new 50 Homer farm freezer filled with bird's-eye frozen foods. 
a Luscombe Silver all-metal airplane made in Dallas, Texas. Your kitchen and bathroom completely installed with real ceramic tile by the Pomona Tile Manufacturing Company. Your dining room and two bedrooms filled with Ida O. Pine furniture. A $2,400 deluxe three-room Normel trailer coach completely equipped with modern kitchen and sleeping quarters for four. Coming into the home stretch now. A Remington Rand noiseless Model 7 typewriter. A 14-foot Alumacraft boat complete with champion outboard motor. A $1,000 full-length new-look Persian lamb coat designed by the well-known furrier Max Foyer of Chicago. A two-year supply of pepperel sheets and pillowcases for every bed in your house. Your choice of $500 worth of Westinghouse electric home appliances. A Story and Clark piano, known for tone and cabinet styling. Universal electric blankets for every bed in your house. Three Coronada air-cooled summer suits apiece for every man in your immediate family. And from Roger and Company, San Francisco, a desk, console, sew gem, electric sewing machine. So stand by for the phone calls on the Walking Man contest tonight. But first, here's a question for the studio audience. Here's a question for every party player in our studio audience. The first one to hold up his, his or her hand with the correct answer wins a $100 bill. Attention now, the question for a $100 bill. What was the initial of Mrs. George Washington's first name? That's it, the first, that's a lot of them down there. Good. Oh, we got a lot of them. Hold on. Johnny Pollock, turn on the microphone, and we'll walk right on down. A whole bunch of them here. This lady right in here was uh, the first lady. Let's get her. Uh, hello. Uh, what was the initial of Mrs. George Washington's first name? Uh, what's that? M. M, yes, for Martha. Good. What is your name, please? Warren Fever. And where are you from? Glendale. Oh, correct. Well, you win the $100 bill, and uh, uh, here it is. A bill for $100 from my dentist. There you go. A bill for $100 from my dentist. Thank goodness I got rid of that. Thank you very much. Oh, aren't you lucky to have that? All right. Uh, I get rid of more bills that way, but... Look, there's a real $10 bill uh, for her anyway, in case a $100 bill payment worries you. Well, we... <laughs> oh, wasn't that awful? Oh, hello. You're looking great tonight, boy. Pan, healthy. Well, thanks, Ralph. I suppose you're outdoors a lot these sunny spring days, huh? Ah, yes. Working in the garden. Garden? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm out admiring the does wash lines all over town. Does wash lines? Look, chum, if you don't think a does wash is a thing of beauty. Oh, I do. I do. Don't miss anything. Ah, I... what a sight. A whole line full of clothes. Everything washed by does. Towels and linens hanging in the sun so dazzling white. You, you need dark glasses to look at them. Naturally. Huh? Does does them the whitest white any soap will. We're clothes swinging fresh and clean as the spring air itself. Just a short washer run does it, too. Keep going down the wash line, boy. Ah, then comes the real wonder of a does wash. There on that same line, a riot of lovely colors. Prints, plaids, stripes. Does is safer for every pretty color you wash. Safer than any other leading package soap sold for wash day. No wonder you see more does washes every day. Start dozing your wash now, folks. From the roughest and toughest to the whitest and brightest. Does, does everything. That was some line, Harlow. Wash line, that is. Okay, boy. I know you're just thrilled with your $100 bill there. Take it home and really have fun with it. Hello. Hello. What's your name? Corporal Harm Shoot. I beg your pardon? Corporal Harm Shoot. Your last name? Shoot. S-H-U-T-E. Nice to see you, Corporal Harm Shoot. Where are you from? New Boston, Texas. Where is New Boston, Texas? Well, it's right close to Texas Texarkana's oh. on the line of Arkansas and Texas. Yeah, you almost got out, didn't you? No. <laughs> you were very close to being over on the other side. Oh, very close. What would have happened then? I don't know. You'd have been in Arkansas. That's the whole thing. What'd you do, too, of course. What'd you do before you uh, went in the Army, Corporal Shoot? I was just a schoolboy. Where? Oh, well, I went to Dirk's, Arkansas, high school. Yeah, man. Finished it. Okay. And now you're out here in uh, Los Angeles. 
Well, Pasadena and Corning General Hospital. Oh, good. All right. Now, here's a question. This will have a consequence, okay? Isn't he All a right. fine, robust guy? He's a good-looking feller. Texas. <laughs> you can always tell from Texas. The way they ride horses. All right. Now, <laughs> Mrs. Steve uh, Markiewicz of Worcester, Massachusetts, asks, How many successful jumps does a paratrooper have to make before he's ready for combat? Truth or consequences, Corporal Hiram, what's your middle name? Hiram Douglas Shoot. Yeah. I'd say three. Uh, now, how many successful jumps does a paratrooper have to make before he's ready for combat? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, if he doesn't, there's a technicality there. Yeah. As well, you haven't told the truth. <laughs> Hiram, you were named after... Hiram Walker, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your father's name Hiram or something? No. I mean, I stuck that one out on a springboard like it was really set up. Honest mother, I didn't. Honest mother. All right. Corporal Shute, S-H-U-T-E, and don't let that put anything in your minds, audience, toward me. For your consequence tonight, we want you to give a lecture on battle tactics to a civilian. Okay? I guess so. <laughs> okay, fella. I mean, uh, how you would land an attack under certain given conditions. See, that you're the, the big boy, and you're telling how to do it. Now, we'll give you time to brush up on the facts you're going to talk about. So take this pencil and paper and take time to draw up a few notes if you want to there. You can sit here on stage if you want, or you can go out into a private little room, take it easy there. You'll, you'll find chairs to sit on, which is good, you know. All right, you can run backstage and come back when you've prepared your... Is he gone? He can't hear. Ooh, what's going to happen to Corporal Shute from Texas? Now, uh, Corporal Shute doesn't know it, but the civilian he will lecture to is a civilian now, but he is really retired Brigadier General Leonard D. Weddington. And here he is, a veteran of both world wars and active in the Pacific for the entirety of World War II, General Leonard Weddington. Come out. Welcome to Truth or Consequences, sir. Good evening, Ralph. This is one battle I never expected to fight. <laughs> I bet you didn't. Well, nothing much happens here, General, except perhaps you might be hit by a ricocheting pie or something like that, but don't worry. Uh, General Weddington, <laughs> how long has it been since you've been wearing civilian clothes? Well, I was officially retired on June the 30th, 1946. I see. Well, uh, what do you consider one of the most exciting or uh, interesting moments of the war for you, General Weddington? Well, the most exciting thing is after a Jap bomb raid, I found nine holes in my pants one time. Oh, is that? <laughs> were you in them at the time? Or no, no, they were hanging on the tent pole. <laughs> what, uh, what kind well, of... I got them fixed up, though. Oh, they, you were, did? they were shorts. They I were shorts? Them... I thought yeah. they were pants. Well, the Australian shorts. Oh, I see. I no, they were sort of male pedal pushers. No, <laughs> they didn't have those cuffs on them. Oh, they didn't have the cuffs. Do you got the got the holes in them fixed up though? Sir? Yeah. Oh, yes. They got back up to Honolulu and sent them to the laundry. A Jap family, and they patched them all up and they're good as new. Oh man, you must have been looking nice going down there with nine nine holes there, all sort of midward <laughs> around there. All right, sir. Well, it's certainly wonderful having you here, General Weddington, and joining in the fun. You're not the walking man, are you? I never walk. I've been retired for physical disability. Oh, <laughs> well, now, well, you know you're kidding the way you walked out here to surprise yes. you can be. Now, you, you know what you're to do, General? Yes, just act down. Oh, yeah. Well, until the very end. That's just, <laughs> just act down. No, that's right. Just play down until the very end. Play it as though you didn't know beans about anything military. See, then when the corporal, Corporal Shute is his name, Hiram Shute, and uh, uh, when the corporal is completely disgusted with you, you see, you just don't know anything about it, present him with a very difficult tactical problem. Let him have it. Huh? We'll have a surprise corporal on our hands, won't we? Huh? Well, I hope he doesn't know more about it than I do. Yeah. <laughs> 
you have to call in the staff, maybe, then, John. We can't... All right, I, I don't think we need worry about that, sir. We certainly don't. Now, supposing that you take your seat in the audience, leave uh, 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 your coat here, and just go right down there in the audience, and uh, when we ask for a civilian, sir, uh, you raise your hand. We'll call you Mr. Leonard. Is that all right? That's your first name, Leonard. We'll call you Mr. Leonard. All right, there. Uh, <laughs> don't anyone give the gag away. Bring him in. Aren't we devils? <laughs> okay, turn on the robbing microphone, Johnny Pollock. Oops, stand by for those phone calls coming right up in one second. Here we come around here now. Texas is on the run. How do you do, Corporal Shoe? Just fine, just fine. How you doing, man? All right. You're all set, huh? All right. All right. Now, uh, you brushed up on your tactics, sir. Well, just a little. Yeah. All right. Now, let's take any civilian in the audience, please, who would like to be on the receiving end of this lecture. Just anyone. Raise your hand. Doesn't matter. You can all... All right, sir. You come on up. You come up. Would you come up, sir? And uh, now, Corporal... Shoot. is going to teach you a thing or two. And uh, we could have used one of the fellows on stage there. How do you do, sir? How do you do? Uh, what is your name, please? Leonard. Mr. Leonard. Mr. Leonard, I'd like to have you meet Corporal Shoot. Glad to know you, Mr. Leonard. Glad to know you. Yes. Uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a fine, upstanding fellow, right? Yes, he is. He's mighty fine. Okay. Okay, now. Uh, what? Looks like he's from Texas. He does! <laughs> Mr. Leonard, are you from Texas? That's right. Well, uh, it takes one to know one. All right, now, we're all set to go. Now, uh, Mr. Leonard, uh, Mr. Leonard, uh, meet uh, Sergeant, what you have here, or Corporal. Corporal. Oh, I'm rushing it. I'm yeah. rushing it, yes. All right, uh, Corporal, Mr. Leonard is ready for your lecture, so go right ahead. Well, we'll start with, with uh, landing on the beachhead, you know. What's this? Landing. We'll go to the beachhead. Where the boats can't get to the beachhead, the soldiers get off, they start swimming, they go on the beachhead, they start to take a city. They see the city here with all these buildings and all. They could bomb all those buildings down and go in and, and take it with uh, a lot easier, but they don't do that. They won't. The building's left there for their headquarters. That's right. They've got to have headquarters. On the beach, huh? The enemy's right there. You, you can make your notes, too, if you want. The, the enemy's there. We're taking over, see? Yeah. Are we? <laughs> We're taking over. That's right. We're going in to take over. Okay. Instead of taking this city and bombing all the buildings out and taking it easy, we've got to take it the smart way. We've got to ha leave buildings there. We've got to have our headquarters. We've got to have our mess hall. We've got to have... If he ever runs for office, I'm going to vote for him. I'll tell you what. <laughs> and, of course, we've got to have the space there and a building for the officer's club, you know. <laughs> I'll bet that's probably just like the officers, huh, to have a... Do you know it? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, sir? Did they take that lumber in first? Did they take the lumber in first before they attack? Well, no, let's see, it's already there. Oh. <laughs> Any other questions, Mr. Leonard? Well, uh... He's landed. You said they were landing. How did they get onto the shore? Well, uh, we get on these landing crafts, see, from the ship. Can they all get on them? Well, how so many they all can, yes. <laughs> Some of them, I guess, have to go... Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And they go to the... So far as they can, see, then they start swimming. They walk, they wade, they're wet. You understand all this? You know, when do they change your clothes? They have to get wet. Yeah. We don't worry about... That's those silly questions. <laughs> You're worrying about your life, not your clothes. This guy really is a civilian, the way. <laughs> What kind of a soldier do you think he'd make? <laughs> I don't know about an officer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now, is there anything else that you'd like to ask Corporal Shute, sir? Right? Well, I have one little question about this landing operation here. Uh, during a landing operation on a hostile shore, when it's heavily defended by artillery of all types, 12-inch rifles and 14-inch howitzers, how far away is it safe for the landing ships, the troop ships, to discharge the combat troops into 
Near your landing pad. <clears throat> now, uh, well, that's just all uh, of opinion of the officer, maybe, only ship. I don't think it's safe anywhere. <laughs> well, that was a pretty technical question, wasn't it? I, I think so. A little too technical. Well, I wonder why that could be. Does he look like a soldier to you, this fellow? I don't know. He may be some general. <laughs> I got news for you. This is Brigadier General Leonard D. Weddington, retired to the U.S. Army Air Force. So aghast here now, Texas. Take it easy there. Corporal Shoot, uh, what do you think of him, General? <laughs> well, like all our American soldiers, he can really dish it out. Yeah. <laughs> and he can take it, too. Thank you very much, General Weddington, for being such a wonderful sport. It was a pleasure to be here. It's been my last pleasure to be a part of the U.S. Army. And may I say that it's a great opportunity for the youth of this country to get a career for themselves by joining the United States Army. Good night, everybody. Good night, General Leonard D. Weddington. Thank you very much, sir. General said it's true. A great career for the youth of this country. Join the United States Army. Good night, General. And uh, thank you to Corporal Shoes. Thank you. Feel Good better night. now? Oh, very, Yes, yes. Now, wait a minute. Here's a beautiful new leather wallet for you. And if you open it up, you'll find $100 in it there for you. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, boy. And uh, for your mother, send this to your mother. A big red box is done. And that box is one soap for all your wash. Dirty things, pretty things. Does, does everything. Stand by, America. Stand by. We're going to make the first call in our walking man contest for the American Heart Association. It might be you we're calling if this person correctly identifies the walking man. Hello. If this uh, person correctly identifies the walking man, he or she receives the giant jackpot of prizes. Here we go. Operator, get me. <laughs> get me. Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. There have been very few of the really large cities called in this contest lately. Uh, if this person cannot identify the walking man, we'll make a second call to the person who wrote the second best entry. And if you... Hello, Chicago. Our NBC operator will give you a number to call in Chicago. Will you ring it, please? Thank you. So far, we have found that the walking man is not President Truman, Louis B. Mayer, J. Edgar Hoover, James E. West, Ed Crump, Herbert Marshall, Henry Kaiser, Bing Crosby, Colonel Edward J. Baker, Richard Dix, Walter Houston, Eddie Cantor, Winston Churchill, James Petrillo, Robert E. Hannigan, Joe Lewis, Bulldog Drummond, Ned Weaver, is Bulldog Drummond, wasn't he? Uh, Andy Verapapa, nor Alvin C. York. Colonel Edward J. Baker. Who was that? Anyhow, I never did find out. Hello. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Hello. She says, "Is this Mrs. Florence Hubbard of 48 North Waller Avenue, Chicago, Illinois?" Hello. <laughs> you're 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 sort of shaky there, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Hubbard. How are you? <laughs> you what? You can't hear me very well. I'll talk a little closer now. Can you hear me now? Yes, all right. This is Ralph Edwards of Truth or Consequences. Congratulations on your fine entry statement on why we should all support the American Heart Association. The judges selected your entry as number one for this week's call, so you get an opportunity to identify the walking man. Are you ready? Yes. All right. And you're allowed only one answer. Tell us who you think is the walking man. What's that? You say Jack Benny? You say Jack Benny. Mrs. Hubbard, don't faint. Jack Benny is correct, and you win the giant Jack Benny prize.
I suppose. How do you feel, Mrs. Hubbard? You work for the best firm in Chicago, you say? What is it? Yes, I heard you work for the best firm. What's the name of it? What what company? Carson something. Purity Scott. What is it? Oh, oh, a department store. Carson Perry Scott and Company. Are you a sales clerk there? Uh, all right. Now, take it easy. Take it easy. You're not, uh, you're not going to cry on me, are you? Huh? Well, that's the girl. All right. Now, are you married? You're a widow. Uh, do you have any children? I see. None. Uh, can, can you use uh, the prizes? Silly question. Can you use the prizes? Oh, you, I say, can you use the prizes? Yes, you can. I know she's so excited this late. Oh, that's good. Uh, all right. Now, uh, I tell you what, I'm not going to ask too many questions because I want to in, invite you to Truth or Consequences next week uh, to be our guest here at the show so we can find out all about you. Uh, we, we want all the nation, too, to hear the walking man's own feelings about this, so we'll hear about you in detail next week on Truth or Consequences. Mrs. Hubbard, is that all right? Yes, we can, uh, you will come out and be our, our guest. You will have to ask Carson Perry and stop. Yes, I know. Uh, but I mean, if they say it's okay. Look, <laughs> only 30 million uh, people listening. Let's see. Uh, we, uh, all right. Good. And your address again? Your address is, what, is, is 40 North Waller Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. All right. Now, uh, uh, then, you, you will be here next week on Truth or Consequences. How did you determine the identity of the walking man as being Jack Benny? Oh, I can say the name, Jack. Oh, it, you can tell me, but it's quite long. In other words, you went through the riddle, you knocked it down, it'd take you a while to explain it. All right, yes, I realize it would take you time to explain it, so you explain it on the air next week. Will you do that? Now, don't go away, because I'm going to bring in the walking man, Jack Benny, in just one second. Now, hang on. First of all, first of all, let's have a fanfare from the organ. Now does nominate this week's dishpan buzzer. She's Mrs. C.W. Lockhart, 4220 Herford Street, St. Louis, Missouri. Congratulations, Mrs. Lockhart. You've discovered you found that does does everything in the dishpan, too, from whizzing through the greasiest pans to taking ever-loving care of hands. Those does suds really have what it takes, folks. They're real soap suds that stand up till the last dish is done. Ounce for ounce, does makes more suds than any strong granulated soap. Changing to does can mean softer, smoother hands, too. Join the dishpan dozers now. Does does everything. That it does, Harlow. And now we're going to call in our walking man. Uh, <laughs> this should be something to hear. Uh, we take you to Jack Benny at his walking man hideout. He, this week, is in a secret home in Beverly Hills. He's been in Palm Springs. We had uh, the, uh, the, the keepers down there, the Bennetts of, of uh, Deepwell uh, Ranch. Uh, we had to go to a private bedroom there that even they didn't know about at the time through a friend to get, to get Jack Benny in the back bedroom there and all that kind of stuff to broadcast a couple of weeks. He also uh, was waiting at a secret home here in Beverly Hills that we'll tell you about, not his own, of course. And now he's waiting at that microphone to talk to you. And here he is, the walking man... Walking because he won't spend the money for cab fare. 
Walking man, that's a thing you overlook, sort of. If you knew the character of the man as a jokester, that, that, that there would be a comedy angle. But the factual angle is the walking man because Waukegan means walk again, as named by the Indians and Jack Benny. And, of course, is from Waukegan, walk again, Illinois. So here he is, Jack Benny. Uh, come in, Jack. Yes. Uh, Jack. Jack. You can talk now, Jack. Look, they know who you are. Jack. Jack, look, the contest is over. You can stop walking. Thank goodness my feet are killing me. It's all over. Wasn't it a wonderful experience? The whole country was trying to guess the identity of the walking man. On everybody's lips, it was, who is the walking man? Who's the walking man? And just imagine, it was you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I knew it all the time, Ralph. The first line in your jingle was a dead giveaway. The first line? Yeah. <laughs> Second for Santa Claus, first for me. No. <laughs> I caught on right away. Yeah. Now, look, Jack, I know you're kidding. That, that was the jingle for Martha Graham in the Miss Hush contest. No, but seriously, uh, what do you think of uh, Mrs. Uh, Hubbard winning all those prizes? Isn't it exciting? Hmm. What's the matter, Jack? Don't, don't you think she deserved it? Oh, yes, yes. Well, look, Jack, uh, she sent in the winning letter. Well, you should have seen the letter I sent in. <laughs> My writers worked a week on it. <laughs> I think I'll fire him and hire uh, Mrs. Hubbard. <laughs> I know you're joking because you've kept it a real secret, and that I mean, and your writers will be the most surprised people of all. Look, even Mary didn't know about it, and that's the truth. I believe you, Jack. The listeners will be interested to know that we used the house of my production manager, Al Pascal, a bachelor, so no one would be around on Saturdays except Joe Kay, the engineer, who also was assigned to Clara Bow during the Mrs. Hush contest. And, of course, all the sounds from The Walking Man were Jack Benny's own. When he tapped, danced, and whistled, that's what broke me up on the air. Well, Jack, now that it's all over... Tell us how you felt being the walking man. Ralph, it was a great responsibility. I mean, all my life I was a clown, a buffoon, a violinist. <laughs> and suddenly, suddenly, yes. I became the center of attention of the entire nation. It is something to me inside. One morning while taking my daily walk, I looked up at the sky. It was the most beautiful blue you ever saw. Then like magic, a white cloud appeared. It was so soft and fleecy. And right before my very eyes, it changed shape and form like a dream. And as I watched, it seemed to say something to me. What did it say, Jack? Royal Crown Cola. <laughs> I knew that someday my name would be up there in smoke. Yes, you know? Jack. Smoke from millions of Lucky Strike cigarettes. Thanks. You've made F.E. Boone very happy. <laughs> no, but Jack, uh, didn't any of your friends suspect you as being the walking man? No, but I did have one close call. You know, it was my night uh, to walk. Mm -hmm. The microphones were all set up. I put on my walking, uh, walking man shoes, and suddenly I made a horrible discovery. What happened? Mary had put rubber heels on the shoes. <laughs> there wasn't a leather heel in the house. What'd you do? Well, I ran up to Mary's room, put on her patent leather pumps. Did, did, did Mary suspect anything? She suspected plenty, but not that I was the walking man. <laughs> well, Jack, uh, to get serious for a moment, we all want to thank you for unselfishly lending your time and name to this contest. The American Heart Association is now richer by over a million and a half thousand dollars. And that is out of this world. It's a fellow with a heart like yours who helps the ailing hearts of America. Well, Ralph, I want to thank you for choosing me as the walking man. It was a great honor to be part of this worthy cause. And on behalf of the American Heart Association, I want to thank all you people for sending in your contributions. 
I want to thank Mary for lending me her patent leather pumps. And my congratulations to you, uh, Mrs. Hubbard, for sending in the winning letter. I'm sure you deserve to win. And Ralph. Yes, Jack. Uh, you should have seen my letter. It was a Lulu. By the way, Ralph. Yes. Would you ask Mrs. Hubbard if she would like to also be a guest on my show? Of course, if she can't come, see if we can get Carson, Perry, and Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> All right. I know she'd be delighted to be a guest on your show a week from tomorrow. Okay, boy. Thanks a lot. Okay, Ralph. And, uh, by the way, Ralph, yes. uh, if she doesn't want that Bendix, the Rochester and I could use it. See? <laughs> we take in laundry, you know. Yes, I know. Good night, everybody. Good night. Sensational kids. Uh, next week we'll explain all the clues and we'll have Mrs. Hubbard here at our microphone. Thanks, thanks Jack Benny. The American Heart Association has a million and a half thousand dollars, a million and a half uh, dollars there. All right, Ralph Edwards saying good night, everybody. <laughs> Introducing Procter and Gamble's new, new green shampoo. Ever shampooed your hair with rainwater? Ever seen the softness, the shine it brings out in your hair? Then try this new dream with soft as rainwater action. How your hair will shine, sparkle, sparkle with natural sheen. It'll feel soft, wonderfully, naturally soft. It's headline shampoo news. What this new dream with rainwater action can do for your hair. The new dream shampoo. Try it and shine. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. So, Jack Benny was the walking man. Oh, and wow, Florence Hubbard sure won a ton of prizes. I mean, that's a lot of stuff for today, let alone for 1948. Well, please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com and come back tomorrow, Wednesday, for the next installment of The Bob Hope Show. Until next time, in the words of Maxine Hong Kingston, in a time of destruction, create something.